With tears in her eyes, Sarah walks out of the conference room and makes it to the bathroom just before the waterworks begin. My boss just screamed at me in that meeting. I knew the project was behind, but I didn't think we were that behind. How did I miss it? I spent all week organizing customer feedback, and I didn't realize he wanted us to be writing the copy already. It doesn't take long before the inner voice of her BFF has her back. Come on, girlfriend. Your boss is such a jerk. I mean to publicly call you out like that. That's just rude. Sarah says to herself, okay, I need to hear from my biggest fan. And a quiet voice starts with, sweet pea, stop torturing yourself. This is so hard. Doing it wrong sucks, especially when you thought you were doing it right. I get it that you're scared you might lose your job. It's understandable after getting yelled at. It is just embarrassing and humiliating to be yelled at in a staff meeting. Let's take some deep breaths. It's okay to cry. Getting yelled at in public is the worst. Let it out and then we can figure out what comes next. This is totally avoidable. Next time, let's double check, even triple check with him on what is his top priority. I know it's annoying and let's admit it, it's sometimes scary to double check, but it's better than this feeling right now. Your coworkers get it. They've been called out before too. And truthfully, getting fired is probably a bit extreme. Go talk to your boss, clear the air, and figure out next steps. See how her biggest fan helps Sarah find the middle ground? Her biggest fan is kind and understanding, but also wants her to do her best and succeed. She isn't enabling. She isn't belittling. She's just there, a kind, wise, motivating voice. She's the best of both worlds, self-compassion and motivation. She is 100% kind and wants you to be the best version of you, maybe even a version you can't see yet. You're listening to The Happier Approach, the show that pulls back the curtain on the need to succeed, hustle, and achieve at the price of our inner peace and relationships. I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. All this month, we're talking about the three characters that chatted us throughout the day and are at the core of The Happier Approach. Today, we're on the last character, the voice of kindness and wisdom. I call her the biggest fan. Your biggest fan is the key to quieting your monger. She's the one that will help you achieve your goals and be happier. Your biggest fan is the how. She is kind, generous, and wise, and always has your back. She's the best of both worlds. She holds the goals of your monger to be safe and secure without the shaming and belittling. And she provides the support of your BFF without the free pass to do whatever you want. Your biggest fan is the voice that says, you're having fun. Slow down and take a breath. Do you really need another drink? You've been kicking butt on your workouts this week. You want to get up and work out tomorrow, and you feel so much better when you work out. You can stay and have fun without drinking more, so you won't be hungover tomorrow. Or, yikes, that is totally scary that your boss called you in tomorrow. Take a breath. Let's do a quick stretch. It will all be okay. No matter what happens, we will figure it out. Let's do some brainstorming. How can we best prepare for your meeting? Your biggest fan has this wonderful combo of kind, wise, and honest. Yeah, sometimes brutally so. And as a simple reminder, your monger shames and belittles you, your BFF shames and belittles other people in defense of you, and also has the amazing talent of always being able to justify any behavior. Where your biggest fan always has your back, 
acknowledges your feelings, can see options, is wise about the struggle, and uses your values as a guiding principle. The number one thing I hear from clients when I discuss the biggest fan is, I don't think I have one of those. Well, let me be the first to say that you do have a biggest fan. Trust me, even when you don't think you do, you do. You have that voice inside of you that wants you to succeed. Your biggest fan is probably quiet right now, which is why you might think you don't have one. She's been ignored for so long that her voice is meek. But over time, as you listen to her more and more, she will become louder and louder. I have found three steps that work to access your biggest fan voice. The first step is acknowledge what you're feeling. This is so important because when we have high-functioning anxiety, we tend to ignore our feelings. We ignore our experience because we tell ourselves we should feel a certain way. By acknowledging our feelings, we are starting to build that self-loyalty, which is so important to decreasing anxiety and decreasing the voice of your monger. Feelings, they can be a tough subject. There are a lot of preconceived ideas around feelings and how we should or should not experience them. We have a lot, and let me say it again, a lot of judgment around feelings. Good feelings, bad feelings, positives and negatives. That is why this step is simply to acknowledge your feelings. Not judge them, not justify them or determine whether or not they are okay. Just acknowledge them. Frequently throughout the day, I will say to myself, what am I feeling? And then I'll pull out the feeling sheet, which is attached in the show notes, and I'll name seven to eight feelings. I always have the tendency to judge them. So I'll repeat to myself, you are feeling this way. It is what it is. For so much of my life, I willed myself to feel a different way. Or more likely, my monger willed me to feel a different way through belittlement and shame. Giving myself permission to just label the feeling and acknowledge it has made a huge difference in building loyalty with myself and hearing from my biggest fan. The reason acknowledge what you're feeling is the first step is because it's a bit of an intellectual exercise. When you hear your monger or your BFF talking to you and you're in the frenzy of drama or shame, the last thing you want to do is slow down and get into your body. You want to stay in the frenzy. So acknowledging what you're feeling is just a small way to break through that frenzy and calm yourself a little bit. Which brings me to the next step, which is slow down and get into your body. On this one, I encourage you to do a full body movement. You can dance, wiggle, touch your toes. Just taking a deep breath or sitting up straighter won't cut it. You need to break the frenzied mind and the only way to do that is to move your whole body. Those of us with high functioning anxiety spend too much time in our heads to the point where we forget we have a body. The number of times I practice this step and remember, oh yeah, oh yeah, I actually have a body. It is incredible to me the number of times that comes into my head. And the third step, kindly pull back to see the big picture. The key part of this is kindly, Too often when we pull back, we get lost in a sea of judgment. Our monger tells us, you're doing it wrong. You will fail. There are too many options. And we get wrapped up in justifying or proving why we're feeling a certain way. So when we pull back kindly, we're giving ourselves lots of love and wisdom. Pulling back kindly and being open to all the options allows us to move beyond the traps of the monger and find solutions that will move us forward. 
This last step is where the biggest fan shows her kindness and wisdom. So what does that look like, you might be wondering? Well, here are some signs. Our biggest fan doesn't use shame and belittling when looking at options. There's no should or other people do it in her vocabulary. She always has our best interest at heart. She is kind, not judgmental, and she doesn't lead us down a path that might eventually hurt us, like our BFF will. This final step in the process is what separates out the voice of the biggest fan from the monger and the BFF. Because our monger keeps us stuck in a tunnel of absolute thinking. We have blinders on to any other options. The first two steps, acknowledge what you're feeling and slow down and get into your body, allow us to give ourselves some empathy and get into our bodies long enough so we can pull those blinders off and then do the final step. During this final step, we can look around and see all that we've missed. We can see all the choices and options we have. If we jump to this step immediately, we might not have our blinders completely removed. We might still be blinded by the monger, so the options and choices we brainstorm won't be as varied. Make it a game. See how many options you can brainstorm, and as you limit the judgments in your head, you'll be amazed at how many ways you can solve a problem. Again, here are the three steps of ask. Acknowledge what you're feeling. When the monger tries to shame and belittle you, the biggest fan acknowledges what you're feeling. You must be tired, scared, angry, sad, etc. She labels your feelings and normalizes whatever, whatever your experience is. Slow down and get into your body. When the monger tries to speed you up and make everything more intense, your biggest fan allows you to slow everything down, encouraging you to take a break, pause, and get into your body. Kindly pull back to see the big picture. When the monger just sees doom and gloom and engages in black and white thinking, the biggest fan sees lots of colors. She encourages you to think of different solutions, brainstorm, and see the other colors. We tend to be harsh on ourselves when we're looking for new solutions. And as we shift from black and white to color, the monger might step in a little bit more. That's why doing it kindly is the key. Here are some challenges of the biggest fan. Sometimes we need an outside perspective to help us hear or see our monger. Ask someone you love and trust, your spouse, your best friend, a sibling, to lovingly remind you when you're being exceptionally harsh on yourself. This can be hard, so prepare yourself for lots of do-overs here. Having that outside help can make the process easier. I made a lot more progress when my husband lovingly mirrored how often I was trying to, quote, do it right. The more he pointed it out to me, the easier it was for me to see the habit and the more frequently I could access my biggest fan. Spend more time on accessing your biggest fan rather than listening for your monger. Randomly throughout the day, do something physical, get into your body and tap into your feelings. For so many years, your monger has convinced you she knows better. So initially working with your biggest fan is going to take some trust. Being open to the idea that kindness can be motivating and shaming ourselves makes us more stressed and miserable is key. Pretend that your whole life you were told spinach was bad for you. Your mom hated spinach and didn't want it in the house. So she told you that spinach was bad for you and never bothered to tell you different. And then suddenly in your 20s, you hear spinach is good for you. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. You can't believe it. You do a lot of research and everything you read suddenly says spinach is healthy. But when you first start eating spinach, it feels like you're going to die because your brain is telling you this is bad for you. Even though you've done all the research and you know it might be different, but you have to go against your brain and trust it is good. 
Okay, that's a tongue-in-cheek example, but it totally illustrates the point that our biggest fan is good for us, but we don't trust her at first. Our monger tends to be that first responder. She is always the loudest and the quickest. One of my favorite mantras has become, first thought wrong. When I hear my monger chatting at me, I will say to myself, okay, first thought wrong, and then I will practice ask to hear from my biggest fan. Finally, go easy on yourself. You have spent your life being an overachiever, so your tendency is to overachieve on quieting your monger as well. Remember, you are a work in progress. The process just takes time. Let's go through a practice scenario so you can hear the different voices in action. You binge watch The Crown rather than working in the yard like you had planned. Your monger chimes in, you're such a loser. On top of being lazy, you can't keep your word. You said you were going to do yard work. You already have the worst looking yard in the neighborhood and now you wasted yet another day doing nothing. Your BFF says, you worked so hard during the week. You deserve to do nothing. I mean, screw the neighbors. They don't have lives anyway. All they do is take care of their yards. You have a life and you know that there is more to the world than just keeping a pristine yard. Enjoy your day of nothing. And then your biggest fan. First step, acknowledge what you're feeling. It's okay to be conflicted. On one hand, you must have needed a day of nothing and you did say you were going to take care of the yard. S, slow down and get into your body. Stand up and stretch. Let's take some deep breaths. And then K, kindly pull back to see the big picture. The truth is, you love this show, and being able to binge watch it is a special treat. Soak it up and enjoy. And the lawn does need to be mowed. You love driving past the house and seeing the yard look nice. So maybe tomorrow after lunch, you can just do some quick cleanup. See how the biggest fan found more options? She wasn't stuck in just black and white, do it today or I'm going to beat you up. She found a lot of different ways to do it. That's how the power of the biggest fan works. So I encourage you to practice paying attention to these three voices and then practice ask. Practice acknowledging what you're feeling, slowing down and getting to your body, and kindly pulling back to see the big picture. There's always more options than what your monger sees. If you don't do it, who will? If you're not hustling, pushing, and keeping it all together yourself, nothing will get done. Look, you don't need me to tell you that. You tell yourself every day. There's that voice inside your head constantly pushing you to do more, be more, and get closer to perfect. And there are all the people, your family, friends, even random people on the street who congratulate you on how productive you are. Mixed messages. Am I right? I know I'm right because I've dealt with high-functioning anxiety too. I know what it's like to relish the accolades that come your way one minute and shame yourself for being so tired and overwhelmed the next. And I've been working with women like you living with hidden anxiety every day for over 20 years as a coach and counselor. I wrote The Happier Approach to give you a framework for dealing with your anxiety and start living happier. The Happier Approach will help you understand the voices in your head and what to do with them. It's not another woo-woo self-help book that asks you to think positively and live your best life. It's a practical guidebook for getting out of survival mode and finding a genuinely happy and productive life. Know someone who has high-functioning anxiety and a very loud monger? The Happier Approach makes a great gift. Find The Happier Approach on Amazon, Audible, or Barnes & Noble. Do you like the show? 
I would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast player and then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Do you know someone who struggles with high-functioning anxiety? Tell them to listen to it as well, because I'm so excited to share with you the happier approach. To find out more, visit me at live-happier.com. 